1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Tonight alone, we had three different heat streams. We had an F1 stream. We had a Dolphin stream after they got Tyreek Hill we had a cane stream, okay, and that after, that's after Dono daily during the day. So you need to be subscribed to the YouTube channel. Thanks for everybody pushing us over seventeen thousand subscribers today. Also check out FiveReasonSports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. The latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others. We do not have a paywall. And check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. I feel like this is an appropriate one tonight. Are you a south florida property owner with an insurance claim are you dealing with water mold or fire damage or maybe even a huddle argument You got to find a reputable, fully licensed, insured, and certified contractor. Water cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. Maybe Spoh should have called. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, reliable services. Water cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress that an unexpected disaster like losing to the Warriors at home without Steph and Clay and Draymond may cause. They got over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and the team, so reach out to them. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They'll handle it for you a to z one-stop shopping 954-579-0356 that's michael's cell phone number 954-579-033 excuse let me do that again 95 but rough night for everybody 954-579-0356 or watercleanupflorida.com. if you've got the schmutz they
0: got the guts
1: down to this day. Yay.
0: Uh five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buckler said, you in trouble, yo. Cat the floor playing, got a whole band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. Impact we with trust, it's power have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
1: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back on Five on the Floor after the Miami Heat lose at home to the Stephless, Clayless, Draymondless, Wisemanless, Hopeless Warriors, one eighteen to one hundred and four. They give up. 37 points in the fourth quarter, um, and that was after they made a run. Uh, They lose, although they get a combined 71 points from Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, with 13 from Duncan Robinson added in. Just 13 points from the bench tonight, and I think that played into what happened. Uh, uh, Victor Oladipo was a minus 15 in 20 minutes.
0: Ethan, we just want to talk about the huddle. Let's go.
1: Nobody cares about any of that. All right. So Greg, (laughs) I'll get to it. Uh, But the huddle plays into it because there's frustration. Um, I'm coming to you right now from the media room uh, after Eric Spolstra after a long delay, first, actually Kyle Lowry came out first, then Eric Spolstra. then PJ Tucker. I believe Bam is speaking now. Jimmy Butler is not speaking tonight to the media. The heat only make three players available. That's the rule these days. Jimmy's not one of them. So we're not going to hear from Jimmy Butler tonight, but essentially if people watched it with about eight minutes left in the third quarter, uh, the heat were getting run out of the building to start the third. They had actually tied the game going into halftime. They got again, run out of the building to start the third Jordan Poole made a 30 footer. And I actually was sitting next to Alex at the game. And I said, I'm just watching the huddle. You could tell the energy I've done this long enough now. Okay. I was, I was in uh, Dallas for Bumpgate. Okay. Uh, can't believe that <laughs> that was 11 years ago or 12 years ago. Um, but I've seen enough of these situations where you can see a team is deteriorating. So I'm watching the huddle, but I didn't expect to see what I saw, which was at first. And I said to Alex, I said, suppose, just sitting there with his arms folded, like he's not talking, who's talking. And I'm looking to see who was talking and he says, "I think Kyle's talking," and he was. And then Jimmy was talking, and then Ud was talking, and then I started. To, I hit the, the video on my camera, which everybody knows I don't do a very good job of that. But I hit the video, and you could then see what was actually going on, which was that Jimmy was talking to Spo, and Spo was talking back, and Udonis was, as he's done many times over the course of his career, was stepping in on Spo's behalf. And it continued. Dwayne Dedman uh, basically was holding Jimmy back. Spolstra, people notice this, picked up. He picked up a clipboard that he wasn't actually holding so that he could slam it down, which is the ultimate uh, parenting move, I guess. Uh, And Pat uh, like that, though. Oh, yeah. And then this continued for a period of time. So we're going to get into uh, here, what it means, what Lowry and Tucker said, because I thought they were both brilliant. They were the right two guys for the heat to send out tonight and what Eric said, but I want to give a little bit of backstory and then I'm going to let Greg get in. I took my first like real road trip of the season. Okay. I used to do this all the time. I went up to Philadelphia and these days there is no access at home. There's just not like the locker rooms are not open. You can't pull a guy aside. Like the relationships that I built over the course of 25 years of doing this happened in the locker room. It happened when other people were talking to other players. And so you could pull aside somebody you were comfortable with. And over the years I had many, whether it was a PJ Brown or a Mike Miller or a Brian Grant, some Mario Chalmers, so many during the years that I would say, okay, what the hell's really going on? Like, what the hell's really going on? Like, I don't want to text you. I don't, what, what is happening here? Okay. And the problem is you can't do that these days. There's no access. They put three up at the podium. Adam Silver doesn't want the, even though MLB is sending reporters back into the clubhouse, Adam Silver is telling saying that the reporters stare at the players where they're dressing or something. Cause he doesn't want us in there anymore. I mean, literally like you cannot get the kind of access that you got before, even the home shoot arounds. You really can't. This team hardly practices. They've had five home practices the entire year. Okay. So there's very little opportunity to get down here and even talk to them then. So, This me getting out on the road, one of the reasons I wanted to do it was because I could actually be around the players in a little bit more casual atmosphere, at least at shoot around, but also be around heat officials and just kind of, you know, see them people I've known for a long time. I told Greg during that trip, and I posted this on our subscriber feed that I was pulled aside by three different people on this road trip who basically volunteered to me. These were not players, but others in the organization who basically volunteered to me that there were concerns About Jimmy lately. Okay. And I'm not going to get into all the specifics because honestly, I don't really understand all the specifics. It was kind of all over the place. Okay. But just that they were concerned about Jimmy of late. And, and the reason that it stuck out to me was because I haven't heard that at all in the past couple of years, I've heard about some frustrations on the media side, which happens with a lot of players. Okay. Jimmy, not wanting to do media. There's other guys that don't want to do media. That's not the biggest deal in the world. Um, but I have, I'm not heard anything to that effect in the, I have basically heard like, this has been perfect when, you know, nothing is ever perfect, but I was just surprised that it was volunteered to me. And so I guess I wasn't stunned by what I saw today without again, knowing exactly what led to it on this particular occasion. But it has seemed like there's something not right under the surface with this team even while they've been winning. And I, I don't know that it's just Jimmy or it's other things. I actually think it may be more what um, Lowry spoke to tonight and PJ then uh, followed up. And even I asked Spolster about it and he basically confirmed it, that this team is struggling with getting guys back. Okay. That this year they have been better. And we talked about this on pregame, Greg, and I'll bring you in on this. That this year, this team has been better when players have been out. Like other guys have stepped up. They've filled the role. And it it seems to have relieved pressure off of everybody. We know that Bam and Jimmy sometimes don't look like a perfectly natural fit on offense. They've each been better without the other at times. Tyler has been better without others playing. And we've only seen their big four, so to speak, which including Hero with, with Lowry, Bam, and Jimmy for 19 games this season. And it does seem that now they're starting to get by guys back and they don't know what to do. Like PJ Tucker tonight. Now Gabe didn't, wasn't going to play tonight anyway. He's hurt, but PJ brought up unsolicited in his press conference. Gabe Vincent went from a guy who was starting playing 30 minutes to not playing at all. Um I, <laughs> This obviously has become a challenge for Eric Spolster. And the fact that, that Lowry verbalized it plays into it. So what I want to say is, we don't know specifically exactly what happened in that hole, other than the lip reading that we did. Okay, which basically Spolster was saying to Butler, "Do you want to fight me?" <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and Udonis jumped in. You can't really see what Jimmy's saying in any of the clips that I saw, so I don't know what he said, and I don't know if it was just a, a blip. I think this is more overall frustration with this team with the fact that they felt like they had things rolling and now they've got to adjust so late in the year. And now there's expectations as they're doing it. And so I think it's a, what I'm getting at here. I know I've been all over the place, but I think I, I sense something was not right on that trip. And the last two games we have seen that something is not right. So I'll let you jump in here.
0: Yeah, that's There's so many places to go here, so don't feel bad that you felt like you were all over the place because there's so many implications to something like this. And when you you just saw it, like this is where I guess I'll start, Um, because I think you alluded to a lot of basketball stuff that is actually super relevant and probably what we should focus on in terms of like, what do they need to do in the last nine games to get ready to go? Um, and Spolster alluded to this stuff. And, and I, I, I almost, you know, it was almost inherent in just watching that, like getting Markeith and Oladipo uh, in, into this lineup. It's, it's kind of like when a player comes back from injury or you just make a, a midseason trade and you insert a guy. There's always like these periods where things get sluggish. However, for that to happen on the bench and for it to be done in such an animated way, For every camera to see, I mean, Udonis essentially said something to the degree of we are not your enemies. They are your enemies. We are not your enemies. And then went on to say something like, you know, I'll beat your ass, dog, or something like that. Like, obviously, I'm totally paraphrasing, but it was essentially in defense of Eric Spolstra from what I could see. Spolstra was not backing down in that scenario. And that tells me if it bubbles up to that on the bench where they know that it's going to be public, this organization, that means that these conversations have have had to have happened to some degree. Whatever is behind this that's rooted in whatever happened on the bench, it's not something that just popped up tonight. And that's where the concern for me lies in terms of that. PJ, he said great things. I really think that his approach to this whole thing about them, kind of like every team goes through these things. I hope he's right because he really, really nailed it. But it's concerning because you know that like if if you're seeing it there, that means that behind the scenes, it's happened probably a few times, right?
1: Well, the the reason it was also concerning is it comes in the context of things I was hearing in Philadelphia, (laughs) right? So because when this happened during the game, we immediately texted each other about that because I didn't know what to report and what not to report related to it. And so I really think there there seem to be two different things that are going on right now. Again, and I don't want to say that we've pinned them down completely because we haven't. And part of this is an access issue. And I know people listen to this podcast. And if they want to make suggestions to me about where I'm right or where I'm wrong, I'm happy to take those suggestions. Okay. But it seems to me there are two different things going on here. There seems to be something with Jimmy lately that's, that's off from where it's been for the past couple of years, at least in the perception of the organization. Because it is very um, weird for me to be, I wouldn't say use the word courted, but kind of invited into this kind of information by a couple of the people who invited me into this information. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, I've been around long enough to know certain people that just don't usually share things. And it almost seemed like it was there was a purpose to share this for some reason. okay? and I think people know also that I've been a big supporter of Jimmy um, and it reminded me of uh, times during the LeBron era where, you know, I built a relationship with LeBron um, over time and that it was pretty common for heat people to tell me, well, it's not going quite as well as you think. You know, because, you know, I was getting sort of a rose colored version of it. And so it does jump out to me, though, just the very fact that Jimmy was involved in this conversation. Now, I want to be clear, too. Jimmy came back and played, I thought, pretty well after the huddle and they made on a run made a run. And he had a lot to do with that. And he had energy. So, you know, and, and look, he, he's it's not like he's been awful when he's played lately. He's been in and out of the lineup a little bit. He's had a couple of down games. We've talked about some of the, the concerns are, but he's also had really big moments. Okay. So, and, and particularly on the defensive end. So I, you know, I, I think that's part of it and that's why it jumped out. And after the break, we'll get more into this second part of it. I do think the rotation thing, which I think that we have kind of downplayed this year because Eric's done such a good job of managing things, but also because I've said this and maybe I was wrong on this. Okay. It, that it was different from the big three era in the sense that in the big three era, you know, now this can be told, I mean, guys like Mike Miller and James Jones used to bitch to me all the time in the locker room about not knowing when their playing time was that Spo didn't communicate with that, with him then particularly well. Okay. And again, this is eight, nine years. I mean, Spo's a much better communicator, much more comfortable in his own skin, a much better coach than he was then. OK, but they used to complain about it. Rashard Lewis used to privately complain about it. Others in the locker room would complain about it. And I've said all year on this podcast, I don't think that'll be an issue because those guys all came in and they were accustomed to playing bigger roles in other spots. OK, whereas the, the young guys on this team, the Struces, and I, I don't know that any of them has So I'm not I'm not accusing any of, of that at all. But the, the Struces, the Vincent's, OK, uh, the Caleb's. Like, honestly, they owe their careers to Eric. So that's why I've said repeatedly, I don't think the rotation thing is going to be a big deal when Vic and Markeith come back. But clearly it is, because if Lowry and Tucker are both mentioning it, okay, I think the word that Kyle said was, I think the word that Kyle said was uh, funky. He called it funky, okay, the rotation. You know, PJ mentioning Gabe out of nowhere. It tells you that this has been weighing on this group that they going into the playoffs, not really knowing who their nine is going to be. They all kind of said that tonight. They don't really know who their nine is going to be, but they trust Eric to figure it out. But when I asked Eric point blank, he said, well, and he acknowledged it. He said, we, we thought we were going to have this conversation three months ago because they thought more guys were going to come back. And it's almost like the fact that they played so well without all of them. And this got delayed until the end of the year. We looked at it as a good thing. They got the number one seed without all these guys but now it's like they're the number one seed, but they have to take on a totally different identity than they have the whole year. And it just feels completely, completely awkward. But I I do want to get to a couple of sponsors and I want to let you get in on all of that. Okay. So before we do, I do want to tell you about a couple of our sponsors and you use our code five RSN for this. That's the number five RSN for reason, sports network. Uh, And that's forget If you're an endurance athlete, you swim, you race, you run, whatever, or you sweat. Okay. You want to replace your electrolytes in a healthy way. Get these little packets. They're not expensive, especially with a 10% off use the code five RSN. That's the number five RSN at get and you get 10% off. It's great stuff. Or for your CBD, you need to recover. You need to sleep. Use the code five. That's the number five RSN at therapistpreferred.com. And that's for the gummies, the, which tastes great. The tincture, uh, the sports cream again, for recovery, for sleep, for anything else you use CBD for, you will not fail a drug test. It doesn't, doesn't have anything bad in it. Okay. It's going to get you in any trouble. Um, I'm going to reserve my comments on the rest of that, but anyway, therapistpreferred.com, preferred.com use the code five RSN. Let's get to the rotation part of this. Um, How do they solve it? Because, I mean, you're bringing back two guys here in Vic. I don't think anybody's angry at Vic or Markeef. I mean, everybody was excited. I mean, Max Struess put out a post the night Vic came back, you know, welcoming back. But you're bringing back two guys who are. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Um, and you're trying to f- squeeze time for them. Dwayne Dedman was playing consistent minutes. <laughs> now he's not, although Spo did go to him tonight, I think in part because the interior defense was awful. Um, and so he plugged him in. They were getting out I think the points of the paint at the beginning of the game were 14 to 2. It's so again bad. against my, and it got better with, with Dwayne in there. And actually, Dwayne looked like he got his legs back after getting about a week off um from really playing consistently but what do you do here? Like you just play the best guys. You go back to the guys that you were riding with earlier than the year. I mean, you say Markeef and Dwayne, sorry, we're just going to go back to the guys we had. Like, what do you do? It, this is um, it's interesting that
0: it sucks that it came so late in the season. Cause I feel like last 15 games, you want to be feeling good. It doesn't necessarily mean you need to be, winning you know like let's say in your last 15 you don't need to go 14 and one as you head into the playoffs in fact there's been lots of teams that have actually done that and kind of like peaked slightly too early and we've talked about the heat peaking earlier this year um so it's more about the way that they look and this is the the good news with nine games left suppose going to get to simplify this by just reducing the rotation and increasing minutes, increasing usage, and it's going to get simplified by virtue of the fact that he's not going to go beyond about AD. And... I think he alluded to it. uh, It may have been the question that you asked him, Ethan, where he said directly something to the effect of there's going to be some tough decisions I'm going to have to make Mm -hmm. like for him to just put that out there. That's basically him saying a couple of these guys that have played really well, or maybe that you expected to play. I may have to just not go to them and we're going to run with eight, you know? So that's how I absorbed what he said uh, tonight. And I think that ultimately in the playoffs, it'll be less of an issue where it becomes an issue is, can they get that connectivity back? Can they get the magic back in the last nine games that has kind of the spins been taken off the fastball? Can they get back to that quick enough to, you know, uh, it's going to be a tough first round. This is not like, you know, you're playing the Hornets or like those big three series. So they have to be ready game one.
1: No, that's true. And I think one of the issues here is that, Look, PJ said it himself. I asked PJ, I said, third quarter, Spo played you the entire third quarter, played the starters. Then he played them all at the end of the game, too. He didn't take them out. They were down 16. He kept them all in the game. Now, PJ said that was good because they haven't played that much together and they needed to get a little bit of a rhythm. And that's fine. I don't think that's all it was. I think Eric left him out there to feel it. I I think he wanted them to feel the end of the game. He wasn't going to sub in Yurt, Okay. And I don't even know if Kyle guys here or Haywood high Smith, or he certainly wasn't going to sub UD into that mess after what happened. Okay. He, he wanted to make them feel it. I mean, and, and I think, uh, I, I think that tells you too, that there has been stuff behind the scenes that he is frustrated by. I think the very fact that he did that now, We have had these conversations rhythm versus rest rhythm versus rest rhythm rhythm versus health. Well, you want health, but this is why rhythm matters. Like they haven't, that first group has not gotten any rhythm this year. Okay. And then you throw Tyler in the mix and they haven't either. And we've talked about the late game struggles. Like they don't know where to go at the end of games. And they're also, there's other stuff under the surface here. There is seemingly. Okay. and This is not what I was told. Okay. I really, because again, the, the stuff I was told about Jimmy was kind of weird. It was all over the place. I, it was about him being in his own head and about, it was just, it was an innuendo a lot of it. Okay. But there's also, I think, and, and this is speculation on my part, this is not report that there's a little bit of a tug of, of war for this team right now. Um, and, and I think we've seen now Tyler has taken a leap. There's no question about that. Like, uh, you know, and Jimmy's been very supportive of Tyler on social this year in a way he was not last year. We've all noticed that we know the reasons for that. Um, but, but there has been, there's, and and there's this push from heat fans, uh, from heat observers, heat media for this team to kind of move in a bam Tyler direction, because it is, is best for the long-term health of the franchise, for those two guys to be the standard bears, not any disrespect to what Kyle's done in his career or what Jimmy has done here, but there's that push, but there naturally is going to be some pushback. Right. And I don't know how that manifests itself. I don't know if it's manifested itself with some of the late game stuff that we've seen. I don't know if that's playing out behind the scenes, but they don't, you know, PJ said, "I've never been on a team with so many nice guys in my life," which is funny because we we, we refer to this as the kennel, right? A bunch of dogs. Yeah, they do have He's a lot. It's like of they're not-
0: the best-hearted people I've ever been around, or something like that.
1: And they're said. a good group. I was talking to Anthony Chang about this on the road. I'm like, I wish the locker rooms were open because this seems like a really good group of guys to cover. It doesn't, Talk to not, yeah, right? It's not not bad guys in this room, but it it seems like there's maybe it's subtle um, under the surface, but there seems to be discomfort okay with either who's emerging or who's being pushed back or the rotation spots right
0: Uh, yeah yeah. and i'm glad that you're prefacing all this by saying speculation and, and we'll wrap here quickly with a little bit more speculation from my part just like what i'm watching i can't help but say like the jimmy late game stuff eventually starts to wear on the team I think that as much as we've said Spolstra lives and dies with his guys, like and that he did that with Dwayne, you also learn from those experiences as you're a coach. And maybe you adjust things and you don't necessarily ride or die in certain scenarios. And like, so then I start to think about have they asked him to be um, more of a playmaker, like he was his first season, you know, getting seven assists a game, et cetera. Like, Maybe there's some of that that hasn't necessarily gone the direction that they've liked. Again, that's speculation on my part, but it's just, it's tough to not try to peel back the layers of where this is at. And it doesn't seem like it's between any players. All the players seem like they're all in good standing. It seems like something that is kind of rooted in Spolstra and Jimmy to some degree. And again, this is speculation on my part, but when you see you Udonis, act the way he acted Mm -hmm. there it just tells me that there's something deeper there and i hope it goes away um i hope that this is a thing that actually as spolstra said in the press conference catapults them and kind of lights a fire under their their ass and it's like you know a a gp and duane moment on the bench etc um but i'd be lying if i said i wasn't concerned after what we saw tonight and what you had heard in philly
1: yeah. And let's uh, let's we're going to close because uh, I'm glad you mentioned the GP thing. We're going to close with some of these moments that have happened over the course of heat tenures and, and which way this goes. Um, I do think the fact, again, that UD jumped in on SPO's behalf tells you everything. It tells you that this has happened in practices and, and other scenarios and that it, it was just decided that it was enough. And I don't know who's right and who's wrong, because I don't know what Jimmy said. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not pick, taking sides on this, but it, it, it didn't look like you said, this didn't look like a first time just a heat of the battle. We're losing one game thing. I mean, Kyle said we lost a couple games. It didn't seem like that. It also was not the end of the world. OK, and, and we'll get to that in a second. Before we do, we want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. And that's our friends over at Ubrake Wheel Fix, another appropriate one for here for tonight. Uh, UbrakeWheelFix.com. Make sure you check them out. They are the wheel repair, refinish, and custom wheel specialists that they are offering the big three for all your car wheel needs with over 20 years of experience. They got fast turnaround times on all repairs. They even provide the loaner wheels in many cases. Ubrake Wheel Fix, your total... Automotive Wheel Solution located in North Miami right off of Biscayne Boulevard and Northeast 146th Street. For now, they're going to be moving soon, so make sure you check them out. There as well go to ubreakwheelfix.com. Check them out on Instagram at ubreakwheelfix also on Facebook and see all the great work that they do. They got the custom they got the custom colors for you too there too. You can do the vice colors for you if you still want those. 305-748-0112. That's 305-748-0112. Ask for Mark or anybody in his great team and make sure you mention five reasons. You'll get the discount. And that's you break wheel fix. Um, You mentioned the Gary Payton situation. Um, I was there in Chicago for that one. That was uh, on the court. And that was between players um, between two hall of famers, (laughs) one guy who was going to become a hall of famer and one who already basically was. And that was 2006 game uh, four against Chicago where they were losing uh, it did look like things were coming apart. That season had been ugly in a lot of different ways. We know about Stan's departure for a variety of reasons uh, and also Shaq missing time, just a, a volatile group that, that Pat threw together in the off season that I said would never win a championship. Uh, and there they are fighting on the court in, uh, in Chicago. And then Dwayne went absolutely nuclear and they took over uh, Bumpgate in, in Cleveland, excuse me, in Dallas. Uh, I was there courtside. Uh, saw it happen, said to Mike Wallace, who at the time he's now uh, with Grind City Media in Memphis, but he was covering the team for ESPN at the time. I turned to Mike. I said, did you see that? He goes, yeah. He goes, you mean to do that? And I remember we waited for 55 minutes outside the locker room. No players came out, but we did get Spolstra and Mike and I were in front of him and Mike had the balls to say to Eric straight out. And this was Eric, not the confident, comfortable in his own skin coach that he is now. OK, where he says things like we're just talking about plans for dinner like he did tonight. And, and Mike says, did you realize that LeBron bumped you? And Eric was like, no, like looking straight ahead. And honestly, we still don't know to this day if he knew or he didn't because Eric was so much in his zone. At that point, we waited 55 minutes, found out later on many podcasts that we've done that Dwayne Wade basically called the players only meeting. James Jones spoke in that meeting. uh, And, but of course stuff was leaked to LeBron's people. So it was published on ESPN.com the next day by Chris Broussard that lebron wanted uh spo fired uh and i remember the next day spo stood up at that i thought this was a big growth moment for eric during the big 3 era where he had a presser at shoot around i believe it the next day or maybe it wasn't shoot around but it was after practice um or one or two days later where he basically took all the questions and and really stayed strong that he was going to be the coach of this damn team uh and, and and that propelled them they i think they had a bad schedule but they won 21 of their next 22 And although they didn't win a championship, Greg, they got to the finals that year. Um, Another one, 2012. I have mentioned this one before. Courtside in Indiana. uh, I believe it was game four. Dwayne didn't run back on defense. Spo got pissed at him on the side. Dwayne talked back to him. Uh, Not everybody knows what Dwayne said that got Udonis to step in on that one. I have released it on the the off-the-floor feed today, so you need to subscribe to that. It was not nice. It would have made national news if it had gotten out. Winhorst, I know that ESPN was looking for the video of it to play it. It never publicly aired. Um, and it's funny now when I look at the the great pictures of Eric and, and Dwayne and their relationship, like what they were like on that day. There are many, many more of these that I don't know about.
0: <laughs> there were happen- a
1: lot with Alonzo and Pat. Let's just Alonzo- say that Al- Alonzo and Pat going at it all the time. Shaq and Pat, okay. Uh, all those... <laughs> Some of those, uh, you know, those teams didn't end up quite so well because those were, that was the 06, 07 season largely. Yeah. Uh, this stuff has, uh, okay, uh, Spo and Hassan, that didn't work out so well. There have been many of these situations behind the scenes. And again, they happen almost on a daily basis on a lot of competitive teams. The, the reason that you feel better about the Heat, and I'll let you close, Greg, is that A, their coach has been through all of this before he's been through it with bigger personalities than he has now. Okay. Like LeBron James. Okay. Uh, and, and he's figured out how to get the team to the other side. The other reason I would feel better about it uh, than other organizations is that Pat can step in. Okay. And has over the course, if, if it gets sort of out of control in any sense. And, and beyond that, the other reason is this team does have really good leadership. I mean, I, I thought Kyle Lowry and PJ Tucker were the stars tonight. And not for anything that they did on the court. Kyle took the questions. PJ took the questions. They, they, they tried to put in perspective what happened without diminishing it. They spoke to some of the problems that are going on. They said, we're not playing well. They were accountable. And, and I think having those two guys in that locker room in particular, um, you know, even if they haven't been here in previous years, and by the way, they both won championships. Okay. In the past three seasons. So I'll let you close here, Greg. But as we close, I, I to me, I I don't know that this is going to propel them. I don't think it's going to derail them. I think if anything derails them, is that they need to get their shit together. That's what will derail them from playing yeah. perspective. No, and and
0: I'll be quick. I I I'm right with you. I think that essentially, this can do a lot of good, but it's not going to necessarily do a ton of bad long term. Like I feel like this is the type of thing that maybe gets them all connected and like they regroup and and we see a different team with a different energy level from jump um and this is the other part that can that i don't think we should underrate is that guys can lock in for a run like we've seen teams do that before and they and they've played connected before and if the three pointers are falling that can also like as much as this stuff feels like fractured A couple victories that you start to feel good or you have a come from behind win and guys are hitting threes and stuff. Tyler's back. There's different things that can take place that can make things feel really good again fast. So it all is not lost. And I would just say that um, the other good part of this is that the Heat have set themselves up where if they ever have to make decisions they have clearly defined younger players and clearly defined older players. And I think that they could make decisions that way. So all is not lost at all, but we got a whole playoff run ahead of us. So no drama.
1: Well, hopefully it's a long one and hopefully they rebound from this. Uh, we do want to mention before we go a couple of things. One, make sure you subscribe to our off the floor uh, subscription feed. We posted exclusive. This is the kind of night you need something like that. Cause there's some stuff that I'm comfortable putting there, but I'm not going to put out to 37,000 people on Five Reasons Sports Twitter or 70,000 people on my personal Twitter. So, you know, the 100 or so of you that are subscribed there, you got a little bit more tonight. So check that out. We post that on the Twitter feed. Uh, And and also make sure you check out prizepicks.com. That's our official fantasy sponsor. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. And by the way, supporting them supports us. So we we appreciate you guys who play there and we give you some free money. Uh, One thing I do want to say, though, People were surprised tonight to see Eric Spolster curse. Dude, you don't know Spo. He I slammed mean, a clipboard. I mean, he picked up a clipboard to slam it. All I'll say is, <laughs> and then PJ picked it up. It's just great. It's and and Duncan was looking the other direction. He didn't want any part of any of that. Hell There's no. a picture that Alex capped. I, Alex found on Twitter tonight. We're looking <laughs> at it in the press room. That like perfect. Every player is doing exactly what you would expect. UD is unhinged, right? Jimmy, Jimmy's going towards UD. Okay. They're both about that life, right? Duncan is looking the other direction. He doesn't want any part of any of it. PJ's right there. Like back PJ. Yeah. Yeah. PJ's right there. Dwayne Dedman's holding, you know, in the mix, but holding Jimmy back. Okay. Everybody's doing expect exactly what you expect, including Eric Spolster cursing because he curses up a storm behind the scenes. It's just nobody ever sees it. But the one other thing, and, and I'll give credit to David Lang for Channel 10 for tweeting this, because this is totally right, because I was there that night. Eric Spolscher has come a long way from Bumpgate. This is a different coach, different person, different level of security. different. It, it just He's not going to back down in this situation, okay? No. And, and just to close Riley. on absolutely. And just, just, just to close on this, okay? Cause I want to make it clear we haven't taken a stand against Jimmy or anybody tonight. I don't know what happened. I don't know what Jimmy said. I don't, you know, I'm just reporting back what, what I've heard from folks. Uh, well I'll say this, I reported this before Jimmy Butler. Okay. When he first came to Miami, he told people he was going to test Eric Spolster. And after a week, he said, this is the best coach I've ever had. So, I don't think from anything that I've heard that their relationship is deteriorated. excuse me, it's a late night, deteriorated to the point, okay, that it can't be fixed as two competitors, whatever it is. I don't believe that, regardless of some of the stuff that was put in my ear when I was in Philadelphia. So we'll see what happens. All right. Thanks to all our sponsors. Thanks to Greg for staying up. Uh, Thanks to Alex for being down here tonight. Thanks to Brady for putting up the takeaways. Thanks for the Post-Up 5R crew. They had like 800 people live at one point tonight. Um, And thanks to everybody for subscribing and listening. Have a good night, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network.